0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark, with me as always is my girlfriend Carol. How are you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, what's up?
0: You obviously heard that crowd cheering for us. Oh yeah, we got the fans. Yeah, that's that's all you guys. It is November 12th, 1994. and We have had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. It's
1: always a good week here at Massive Late Fee.
0: It is. News. News you can use.
1: Please you. share the news. Use.
0: So, there's a few things in the Detroit for press. One of the things... <laughs> Uh, the title of this is VCRs and Computers Induce Digital Dread.
1: <laughs> yeah, those VCRs can be scary.
0: That's This is about how moms and dads don't know how to set the time on a VCR <laughs> <laughs> and have absolutely no idea how to use a computer at all. And that's basically what, it, what it's about. It's about how kids... The, the, one of the lines in here is... For every, for every mom or dad that, you know, like doesn't know how to set the time in a the VCR, there's a child that does it, uh, you know, incredibly easily. Right. And that is true. For some reason, younger people always seem to be earlier adopters of technology. And because I, I know you and I, you and I handle the VCR fine. Right. And we get around the computer, you know, a little bit. We get some oh, for skills sure. there.
1: Yep. Yeah, my mom always needs my help with that stuff.
0: So yeah, I mean that's it's it's a pretty standard article about that stuff, but it's it's interesting. VCRs can be a little complicated to program because that's the thing is not everyone realizes that you can set that to program in advance. Right. You can you set the the reason you set the timer is so that the VCR knows what time it is, and then you can. You can program it for a time. You don't even need the TV, honestly, to to turn on or anything to record something. You need to watch it, but you can record it without that, that stuff. Hmm. Which is pretty interesting.
1: So the TV can be turned off, but as long as it's on the right channel, it'll still record.
0: I don't think it even has to be on the right channel because there, there's these new VCRs where you you put in what the channel is. So, it, like, it knows. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: So then it's on the right channel.
0: The VCR is, but you can actually, so you can actually watch something on a different channel while you're recording. What? Yes.
1: That's crazy.
0: It is, but it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: It's awesome, it is. Uh,
0: so, speaking of technology, Brooke Shields apparently started, with, she started dating Andre Agassi uh, by fax.
1: Hmm, what?
0: Yeah, he started sending her faxes about how beautiful she was and, and all this and that. Aww. And they that's how they fell in love. Apparently she recently got bunion surgery as well.
1: That's gross. Yeah, I they, didn't want to know that. Well, she's pretty
0: young, too. Yeah? I mean, she's only 29 years old. So you would think that she wouldn't need that kind of surgery.
1: Well, apparently bunion's Uh. A- don't, don't discri- discriminate, yeah. yeah.
0: No discrimination for the bunion. <laughs> uh, the other uh, article that kind of caught my eye, I don't know if you saw it, Carol. Actually, I know that you didn't see it. Okay. That's <laughs> because we've been hanging out most days, I would say, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, most days.
0: Scarlet, uh, a new made-for-TV movie. Uh, basically, it's a take on Gone. With the wind. Okay. Uh, the The reviews of it are not great.
1: I, I wouldn't imagine they would be.
0: Really? So you, you think that no one could uh, could make Gone with the Wind again? Correct. Interesting.
1: It's a classic. I mean, sometimes you can't do something better.
0: That's true. It's Joanne Whaley Kilmer and Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton is the, the Rhett Butler character i like timothy dalton but yeah he's not clark cable right who is but anyway so it says uh let's see it might uh, let's see a little bit of scarlet fever would be nice okay (laughs) it might be downright divine in fact to be swept away by a grand television romance filled with hot to trot plot twists passionate slam bam storytelling and unforgettable characters that's part of the problem Gone with the Wind, both Margaret Mitchell's legendary book and the famed movie that followed, are already pretty darn unforgettable. They forever exist, along with Clark Gable's Red Butler and Vivian Leigh's Scarlett O'Hara, as shared American essential icons in our pop culture memory bank. Nice. But, where does that leave Scarlett? This eight-hour miniseries. <laughs> About, uh, based on Alexandra Ripley's rather soggy, unnecessarily, or unnecessary sequel to
1: Margaret... Soggy?
0: From Margaret Mitchell's beloved book, yeah. Mike Duffy of the Detroit Free Press calls it soggy.
1: Yeah, How can a show be soggy? I don't know. It's really weird. That's a really weird adjective.
0: Like I said, I didn't watch it, and, you know, you didn't watch it. I mean, an eight-hour miniseries... Yeah, no, thank you. ...based on... A sequel to a book I didn't read. Yeah, I don't think so. Plus, I always kind of had a problem with Gone with the Wind, to be, to be completely honest with you. Why? Because it, it's one of those things that, like, romanticizes the Civil War, where it's like, hey, you know, we were all just friends and stuff, and, you know, all the Southerners weren't so bad. It wasn't about racism. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Hmm. I don't like the, those things that, you know, try to make make light of of the Civil War. Basically.
1: Well, I mean, I don't necessarily like that aspect, but it's still a good story.
0: I guess it's fine. But that's all I got for the news. Not not much. See, we we've been in a doldrums of the news.
1: Yeah, we have. I don't
0: know if I said that before.
1: Oh, you have, dear.
0: Okay. Well, we're there. <laughs> we're there in the no trade winds of news. It's just a, it's a slow time. It's holiday season. It's the holiday season. Okay. <laughs> and Santa Claus is coming round.
1: You're so silly. The
0: Christmas snow is wide on the ground. I think that song is in the public domain now. I don't think we'll get sued. Okay. But on to massive love.
1: Okay, what do we got?
0: Straight from the heart. So the first one I've got here. This is a, this is a male seeking female section, right? Uh, in Aquarius, six two tall. Well, you tell us you're six two, and then you you describe yourself as tall. I guess that's our up to us now, isn't it? Right. You put the ball in our court.
1: I mean, I would agree six two is tall, but
0: black male, nice attitude income transportation
1: <laughs> etc income transportation
0: I don't know exactly what that means because he says so he's uh, six foot two tall black male nice attitude comma income comma transportation comma etc so does that mean he has a nice attitude a nice income a nice transportation or does that just mean I've got a nice attitude plus I have some kind of income. And some sort of transportation.
1: I mean, when you read it, I was thinking he was saying some sort of income and some sort of transportation, but it could have been nice, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's the the way the way you took it initially. Yeah, uh, he seeks a neat black female.
1: Well, isn't she neat?
0: Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. Uh, Thirty five to forty two, with her own apartment. Parentheses. No houses. What? <laughs> what the hell? That's the part that had me laughing.
1: No you houses. You must
0: have an apartment. No houses.
1: If you have a house, we cannot fuck.
0: Who rents videos, likes movies, dining, visiting, etc. What? What is visiting mean? <laughs> Let's go for a visit. <laughs> and then it says West Side. West Side? West <laughs> Side? So, yeah, that's really weird.
1: Really weird. I I can't imagine anyone is going to respond to that.
0: So why, like, why, though? Why no houses? What, like, so it's it's not, they're not married or anything like that. Like, what possible reason could there be that he doesn't want someone with a house?
1: Maybe he doesn't want to be with someone who's doing better than him.
0: Ooh, so you think it's like an ego thing?
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. I mean, that's definitely possible. Do you think maybe it might have something to do with, like, what if they owned the house? Do you think that would make a difference? They weren't making payments, they actually owned it?
1: Um, I mean, he doesn't want anybody with a house at all, so.
0: Because hmm. I was thinking maybe it might be like a debt thing, but, yeah. I don't know. That's so weird,
1: right? I wish we could ask this guy what the fuck's up. I mean, I guess if we wanted to pay the money, we could. (laughs) We could call him, right?
0: Uh, Attractive, single, white male, thirty years. Thirty years, not thirty years old, just thirty years.
1: (laughs) Thirty years young.
0: Seeks natural blonde. (laughs) The blonder. Dot dot dot. The better.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Many interests, including pool, golf, and bowling.
1: This guy
0: sounds like a barrel of fun.
1: <laughs> I'm just picturing him with this platinum bleach blonde floozy on the golf oh, course. Oh, no, 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 natural. Natural blonde. That's true.
0: She's got white hair is the best, <laughs> I guess. I don't get that. You, you know me. I'm not big into blonde hair anyway. Right. But the blonder, the better. Why?
1: It's very weird.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Handsome, generous, young white executive would like to meet attractive young black female, nice built for adult fun. What is that about, you think?
1: Um sex.
0: I guess, but it's like he just wants a black woman?
1: Yeah. That hmm. that was my take on that.
0: But he doesn't want to date her. Just wants sex.
1: Just adult fun.
0: Right. Oh, that seems racist.
1: Yes, it does.
0: I can't be seen in public with you, but.
1: Let's have some adult fun. Right. Yeah.
0: Affectionate medical doctor. Alrighty. By the way, look at this one. It's, it's like extra bordered,
1: it's got heart. Oh, wow. He's trying to show he's got money oh. by making his ad the most expensive ad there is. Right.
0: Affectionate medical doctor is looking for attractive, petite, affectionate princess below 33 degrees <laughs> for long-term, fun-filled, discreet relationship. I am financially well-off, attractive, health-conscious, like the finer things in life. I am quite understanding and generous. I like to dine out, travel. The princess, uh, in caps, will always appreciate her choice. Wow. Yeah, that's...
1: I wonder what his idea of princess is.
0: I don't know. The blonder, the better?
1: <laughs> it's just like... It, I mean, I I imagine like a cheerleader kind of girl. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: I mean, if I was reading these ads, I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, I have fit the princess bill. Like, I don't know what kind of girl that is.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think you would be a princess either. No. <laughs> Uh, attention, firemen, policemen, and sheriffs. Professional black female, five six hundred and fifty pounds. Light brown skin, nice legs. Seeks a romantic, muscular, built strong, and intelligent man, 5'8"-6'5". Wow. 35 to 57. That's a very specific age.
1: It is. If you are
0: 58, fuck off. <laughs> uh, must like concerts, dancing, and fun things. Looking for an honest relationship, race unimportant. So, do you think that she only wants a fireman, policeman, or sheriff? but Or someone that works in the sheriff's office, I guess. But she doesn't say that. She just says, attention these people.
1: I think she likes a man in uniform.
0: I think what she's going to do is murder this guy and burn <laughs> him to death. <laughs> what? So she's like, attention, guys. It's about to go down. Come get me. It's like uh, she's a serial killer, but this is how she taunts the police. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, you're hilarious. Uh,
0: Attractive professional boyfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. Black female. uh, Looking for a tall, fine black male for a special relationship. Must be between 28 and 34. What? Sincere callers only.
1: Again, why with with such specific age groups? I don't know. Everybody has their magic numbers.
0: Are you an attractive white lady?
1: Am I? Yeah. I don't know. Am I?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, then yeah.
0: Seeking a discreet relationship?
1: Mm, No. I like to be very public about our relationship.
0: I am a white male down to earth and easygoing. (laughs) That's it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah, it's two questions, and then here's the the barest uh, wisp wow. of what I'm like.
1: So poor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> two males and one female in search of another female for role-playing and fantasy fulfillment. We are late 30s to early 40s, white, experienced, and ready to meet. Wow. So two guys have already got a girl. Somehow. Or, or, or it's a couple that have already gotten a guy and they're like, Hey, now we need one more girl. How do you think, so how do you think these three got together initially? What is the, what's the scenario here? Is it like two male friends and one of the guy's wives or girlfriends or something or or what?
1: Maybe, or maybe the three of them were all friends. Yeah, it could be. And they were just hanging out and stuff happened. I guess. I don't know. I mean, they didn't say they're a couple. They they said it's them. You know, the three people. So. Yeah, I know they said it's them. <laughs> it's us! <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, ladies wanted, single or married, for single white male, for discreet at all fun, interested in couples and older women, to size 20.
1: What? Is that big? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay, so you can go up to size 20, I guess. Um, What I think is funny, though, is is it's written in the third person. It's like, ladies wanted single or married for a single white male. Not saying that he's a single white male. Right. He's putting this ad in for the person. Interesting. In need of some friendship, fun, laughs, and romance. Is that too much? What? (laughs) Handsome, 35, married, white male, seeks fun, Married white female. Okay,
1: I hate it when married people are looking for married people. Yeah, yucky.
0: Let's ruin two lives. Right, or I mean, multiple lives.
1: Two families.
0: Uh, Harley rider looking for lady. Rules are colon, which is sort of grammatically correct, but also rare in these things. Slim, sensual, open, open minded. (laughs) To live good on the wild side. No wannabes. What the fuck? <laughs> Looking for lady, rules are you must be slim, sensual, open, and open-minded. What does that mean?
1: I, I, I don't Isn't open-minded
0: oh. and open the same thing?
1: I, I would think so. Did her
0: legs open? Right. <laughs> to live good on the wild side. What does that mean? To live well on the wild side, sir. Right. No wannabes.
1: They need to go back to school.
0: All one word, wannabes.
1: Oh, jeez. Wannabes. Wannabe. Like a wallaby.
0: So, that's pretty much it, I think, for this week. What do you think of some of these people?
1: I, I think they're all creepy. Like, I wouldn't call any of these people.
0: No. Do you think there are any good ones on here? Like... I mean, I know we don't read all of them because some of them, the boring ones would be the good ones, I guess, because some of them are just like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a white dude and I'm single. I'm looking for a girl. This is my age. I've got a decent job. You want to go out, you know, see if we like the same thing? I like Star Wars and Tetris or whatever. I <laughs> do <laughs> Right. So, yeah. I mean, do you think, but do you think there are any good people on there?
1: I'm sure there are, it's just we, don't, we tend to read the skeevy ones.
0: Well, yeah, I just, I don't know if I would trust anyone that's putting an ad in the paper. That's my point.
1: I think it's different for adults.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, this week, we decided to do stuff a little bit differently, and we watched a TV show, and then we also watched a movie. And we're going to talk about the TV show first. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry,
1: you okay there?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to talk about the movie.
1: Okay, so we watched My So-Called Life. We did! The episode is called Life of Brian. Ugh! And it it's made all about me Brian hate crackhead. Brian Krakow. Like, I really hate him. Like, I want him to get hit by a bus.
0: I mean, I already hated him, but I hate him even more now.
1: He's such a loser of a person. Yep.
0: So this episode, before Carol goes through the the everything about it, this episode I'll just say features the inner monologue of Brian Crackhead instead of instead of Angela.
1: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, you know, take a different perspective. But
0: it'd be an interesting perspective if he wasn't such a fucking waste of life, right? Like they have seriously written maybe the most detestable character I've ever seen on a TV show ever. And I don't know if they've done it on purpose.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is I don't think they did.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Tell us uh, tell us all about my so-called life.
1: Well, I mean, it starts out, we're getting kind of a uh, peek into what Brian's home life is like. and Yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> his parents are really weird. Like... One of them is a Freudian psychologist and the other is some other kind of therapist. And um, I don't know. It's like they're just dealing with him cerebrally and like treating him almost like a patient instead of a son. And yeah, Does that really surprise you? No.
0: Considering what we see from him?
1: No. I mean, it kind of answers some questions as to why he's all fucked up.
0: But I know you're more interested in this than I am as far as the psychology stuff goes with with Freud and Carl Jung and and all that stuff, because you you read about that stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. What, uh, I mean, what what kind of differences, like different approaches, does it seem like they would take with him that maybe would mess him up?
1: Um, well, I mean, like what his parents are are doing, I think, is messing him up because they're like, like the dad keeps saying, like, "Feel free not to answer."
0: I thought the mom said that.
1: Oh, the mom, like. What the, like, treat him like a person and, like, make him answer because he's your kid. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so that kind of shows why he's at Angela's house, like, all the time. Um, then, I'm sorry. Um, at, and with, there's, like, the dances going on. That's the main thing with the episode. Um, Sharon has made a world happiness dance Mm -hmm. and, um, she brings over this girl to Brian to introduce, and I, I guess she's new. Did you, did you get the impression she's new?
0: Yeah. I think that she's, I think she's new to the school. I mean, I've never seen her before. I can't remember her name.
1: But it's obvious that she likes him.
0: Oh, for sure. And, and what's Sharon tells him? And
1: Yeah, Sharon tells him, like, he should ask her to the dance and even tells him when the girl's going to be working and stuff. And instead of just, like, being normal and asking her, he just, like, he, he goes to her work, stands in line, mm. doesn't, doesn't ask her, orders a burger, throws it in the garbage outside in front of the restaurant like a freak. Yeah. And, like, she comes out, and she's, like, so flirting with him. She's like, oh, I'm sorry I had to be so professional. They're watching. And, like, have a drink of my soda. Like, she wants to kiss you.
0: Yeah, she offers him a drink of her soda. So gross.
1: (laughs) Which he takes, but he still doesn't ask her to the dance.
0: No. He's like, oh, I gotta go.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's so weird. Like, I get he's, like, nervous or whatever, but, like, why? I mean, she definitely... Yeah. Wants to like I said hang with him.
0: Like I said, it's no there's no even there's no risk here at all. Right. It's very laid out in front of him.
1: So um eventually she kinda asks him.
0: I mean kind of, yeah.
1: After like I mean they've had a few more encounters. It's just like annoying to watch, like you just want to smack him because he just never does what you want him to do.
0: Well yeah, well the thing is is he's still hung up on Angela.
1: Right. Which he spends time talking to Angela's dad, helping him put up wallpaper because her dad's being weird, too. <laughs> and, uh, How's her dad being weird? Because, you know, he quit he slash got fired from his job, and instead of, like, doing something with his life, he's just deciding to put up wallpaper and try to figure it out. Yeah. Like, Jordan Catalano says in this episode to Angela how he tries not to make plans and just lets whatever's going to happen happen. Mm-hmm. Her dad says the same damn thing. To yeah. her mom.
0: Best idea for life,
1: by the way. <laughs> it is. an idiot. So Angela's dad, yeah, he's irritating me too. All the men in this episode, except Ricky, are irritating me. <laughs>
0: yeah, Ricky's my favorite character.
1: Ricky's awesome. He's just, he's the best. So, and that's some, there's a little side plot going on there with Ricky too. Like, there's a guy that also seems new. Like, why are there all these new people in the school? I don't know. Um, but Maybe they're
0: brother and sister
1: Ooh, maybe. I don't think so, but. Yeah, probably not, but um, he's, like, really nicely dressed, and he tells Ricky that he he likes his vest, mm-hmm. and it kind of seems like maybe he was, like, looking at him, and so everybody kind of thinks, hey, maybe this guy is gay, and so Ricky is just, like, staring at him, and Rand's like, you really want to go to the dance with him, don't you, and Um, you know, he's like, yeah, but I can't do that, you know, like maybe in another life or something. And so she like tries to set it up for him. So she asks this guy if they can all go together, the three of them. Right. So it would have been, you know, the perfect plan. Um, except then she like backs out on Ricky and says, because apparently she's like 10 days without drinking or using drugs.
0: Yeah. She's, she's gotten sober from... The events of the last episode.
1: Yeah, so she um, she at t- tells Ricky she doesn't think she can handle going to the dance, mm-hmm. and um, she's supposed to call this guy, but she doesn't.
0: Well, this plan would have worked perfectly if the kid had ended up being gay, but he's not.
1: Yeah, he doesn't seem to be.
0: He clearly wanted to be there with Ryan,
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, where's Ann? She's not coming, and like he was disappointed. Yeah.
0: He's like, "Oh, you know when it's you picture something one way and it turns out to not be that way, and of course, Ricky picturing that guy as gay, is like, yeah, yeah yep. what you mean <laughs> so but yeah, so it's clear that he wanted to be with Ray Ann, and she's not going to be there, so unfortunately he's not gay yeah. i i I always thought that would be the hardest part of being gay is not knowing. Who you can hit on and who you can't.
1: Yeah, that would be really, really awkward. I mean, even not being gay, though, it's hard to know sometimes if someone's going to be receptive to you. It's just you have a lot smaller chance, I guess, of them being receptive to you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is, so even as a straight person, sure, you don't know if someone likes you or not. But you know that you can go kind of like with Crackhead and and the girl I can't whose name I can't remember. Yeah. But uh-huh. she... She clearly is flirty with him and she knows she can be because he's a guy and she's a girl. Right. And for the most part, you know, it's sure every once in a while you're going to hit on a girl that will turns out to be a lesbian or something like that. But one, they seem to let you know, like pretty quickly. And, you know, it's not really embarrassing. It's just like, oh, you know, you OK, you're not of the same sexual orientation. That's fine. And the chances of that are much smaller because there's just, there's more heterosexual people than there are homosexual people. Right. In general. But, yeah, so, you know, as a guy hitting on a guy, that seems to be the hardest. Yeah, I think girls would react better.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Guys would be like, well, I'm not a fag. You know, know, like, they'd they'd react all like that because, you know, they're morons.
1: Yeah, guys have a little bit more homophobia, I think. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: sure. So, but with with back to crackhead real quick. Yeah. So, this girl basically asks him to ask her, because mm-hmm. she's telling him, you know, she's she would need to get the night off work, so she needs to know, because she have to switch with somebody. I like need I, I need to know now, because because right. there were so many opportunities for him to ask her where he didn't, and I think she could tell that he was like being shy or whatever.
0: He's just stumbling through his words. Yeah. And, and at the same time, Angela's talking to Ricky. Ricky's telling her the plan or whatever. And she's like, oh, can I go with, with you guys? And he's like, oh, that might not be a good idea. Because then it would seem like a double date. Like, we're together and, Ray, and we're trying to set Rayanne up with, with the new guy. Right. And he's like, you know, with the three of us, it's just like, he's like, oh, wait, is that too obvious? Maybe you should come with us. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. So... Yeah, so eventually, crackhead is like stumbling through, and she goes, "Hey, are you asking me out to the dance?"
1: <laughs> Which honestly, I'm not even a hundred percent sure he was.
0: No, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. He <laughs> yeah. said something like, "All work and no play," or something. Yeah, like I don't know what the fuck he was talking.
1: He's about. he's crazy, but I mean, like he he was talking about, her, um, you know, with Angela's dad about like wallpaper, basically saying like. What if there's a wallpaper that's too expensive Mm -hmm. and then one that's, you know, cheaper that you could have now, but you really like the expensive one and, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it,
0: he's talking about the girls, right?
1: It's not, it's not right really to, to do that to the one girl. Like if, if he'd rather be with Angela, he should have probably just left the other girl alone, I guess. But I mean, he's not going to get Angela.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing is he needs to just get over it. Right. Right. Then he should have gone out with her, because that's a good way to start to get over
1: it. But instead, he ends up hurting her, because Angela goes up to him,
2: mm.
1: and it's obvious that that he has asked this other girl to the dance, Right? because she's like, okay, see you Saturday when she walks away. Mm-hmm. And Angela even, which, you know, that was her mark in her territory, and Angela even confirmed with him, oh, so you asked her to the dance. Right. But then she still like invites herself kind of like, hey, we're neighbors. Do you think I can just, you know, use you as a way to technically get there? I mean, I know you're going with the other girl, blah, blah, blah. She should know better.
0: Yeah, I agree. And she so she wants to go to the dance because of her conversation with Jordan Catalano, where he basically said, hey, maybe I'll show up. Maybe I won't. I don't really make plans. Right. And so she wants to go and she doesn't want to go by herself. So she's looking for a group to go with so she figures you know hey there's always crackhead
1: yeah and and i think if he hadn't asked the other girl to the dance that angela would have asked him to the dance
0: yeah i think that's what it was i think that's what it was going coming up to yes
1: because and i think at that point it's like her friends are going she just wants to go right but i mean that would have been really dumb to really be there with him and then have jordan show up
0: well i think she's like because earlier ryan was like you know you should get uh, Brian to ask you as, like, a backup.
1: Yeah. See, and that's kind of treating Brian like he treated the other girl. Agreed. Yes, yeah, not, not not nice. All of them are kind of selfish. Except for Ricky. Except for Ricky, yes. So, um, he ends up backing out of taking the other girl to the dance because he wants to go with just Angela.
0: Yeah, so he, he tells her hey you know something came up i had this obligation or whatever she knows right away she's like is the obligation another girl he's like well yeah and she says like it doesn't matter who you asked first who do you want to go with right and he you know like a moron comes out and says yeah i i you know i'd rather go with her and you know she gets all sad and teary-eyed
1: yeah it was terrible like she was like a little puppy dog yeah poor girl I want to punch him in the face. I hate him so much.
0: He's such a fucking asshole.
1: So then he shows up to get Angela for the dance, and when she finds out that it's just him and her going, her face falls and she is oh, yeah. upset.
0: Yeah, she's she looks pissed. like I like I said. Everyone that has an interaction with Brian in this episode ends up being miserable afterwards. Right, just like leaving people depressed in his wake.
1: Just like like her dad was laughing with her mom like after they left about how they're gonna have such a terrible time, mm-hmm. and they did. Yep. Hmm. So yeah, so they get there, and after Ricky figures out that the one guy is straight, right? He wants to hang out with Angela and Crackhead.
0: Well, he asks. He asks. Right.
1: And he says, well, maybe you shouldn't come over in case we want to be alone or dance or whatever. Right. Like, what a dick. Yep. Again,
0: and, just making people sad.
1: And then, like, when Angela asked him, what did you say to Ricky? He tells her. Yeah. Like a moron. Like, why would you tell her you said that? And it just like, makes him look stupid.
0: Yeah, and she's like, we're we're not going to dance. We're never going to be together. What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Right. So, I mean, yeah, she was a little harsh, but he deserved it. And so when she goes outside... If she
0: stabbed him in the neck, it wouldn't (laughs) have been
1: enough. But she gets upset and goes outside for, like, air or whatever. Mm. And um, she's talking to Ricky about what happened and, you know, giving him a hug. And Jordan and his friends walk by.
0: Don't skip over. Ricky says, like, some that I means some stuff, man. It's just like. Okay, what oh, does he say? so sad. Well, he's like, he says, because he says that Ryan never called him. And she was like, oh, do you want me to kick her ass? And he says it's only like half the problem. The other half of the problem is I don't belong anywhere. Yeah. And I don't belong with anyone. Like, it's so sad. Yeah.
1: He, he was very sad. And he's still such a good guy, because even when he's that sad, he still thinks about other people. And Yeah. So, well, you know, she's comforting him, because that's the headspace he's in, is when Jordan walks by with his friends. And Jordan's like, I'll, I'll meet you guys, you know, and he, like, hangs back. So she goes up to him. And it is the weirdest interaction. He, like, leans up against, like... Gets her up against the fence, like, leaning over her. Like, it seems like he's going to kiss her or something, right? Yeah. And then he's just like, why are you the way you are? And then he walks away. Mm -hmm. What the fuck was that?
0: I don't know. So weird. I don't know what she did. I don't know why he's asking. It makes no sense.
1: I mean... If he would have kissed her after he said it, that would have made more sense because then it would maybe be like, "Why are you the way you are?" Because I just like want you so much or something. But right. he just walks away from her. Yeah, and she's like calling after him. How am I? How am I? Mm-hmm. Like I felt so bad for her. <laughs> it's so confusing.
0: I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was a reaction to maybe he saw her there with crackhead, or I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's very weird. So, um, Angela tries to um be nice to Crackhead mm-hmm. after this. And he is, you know, an evil jerk to her as usual. Right. Um, like she offers to dance when he's like, We're not gonna I don't wanna dance with you.
0: Right. I just don't care about dancing. Right. Or like whatever.
1: So then Ricky and the girl that uh, Brian was supposed to take to the dance Mm -hmm. end up dancing together, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Ricky's a really good dancer. Yep. So that was kind of a fun ending.
0: And somebody likes him.
1: Yeah, Sharon's boyfriend. I think he was checking Ricky out. Mr.
0: Football star. Yep. Yep, something's going on there.
1: Yeah, because he was watching them dance with this, like, look, and then Sharon's, like, side-eyeing him, like, what are you looking at? Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he had, he's, he looked like he needed, he looked like he was in the desert and Ricky was an oasis. (laughs) That's what he was looking like. But, yeah, that was basically the episode. One thing that I like about this show a lot is it took a very common premise of somebody asked me to dance or I asked somebody to dance, but now I want to ask this other person to the dance. And, you know, like in a standard sitcom or some like like shitty 80s show, it would have been like, oh, oh wacky, let's try to go with both of them at the same time and <laughs> I'll dance with them. But it takes like a premise like that that's sort of well-worn and it makes it very grounded and very real. Like it, fe- it doesn't feel like a cliche. Right. Because it feels like, how this would actually happen in real life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, this show, there's a lot of reality to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I, that I like about it. Yeah. So that was my my so-called life. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll move on to the movie. Yeah. Because that's what we do at this point, right?
1: <laughs> that is. That is what we do.
0: We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> for some adulation. <laughs> but yeah, this week we saw a pretty good film.
1: Interview with a vampire. The vampire. The vampire.
0: Interview with the vampire.
1: Yeah. The vampire.
0: And that vampire turns out to be <laughs> uh, Brabs Pitt.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: It's I call him Brabs because of his abs.
1: <laughs> and then, who who else is in it?
0: Thomas Cruise.
1: Yeah. Yep and um, Antonio Banderas.
0: Yes, from Philadelphia. Mhm. The the gay lover of Tom Hanks. Yep. He's also he also plays a small role in this film. And newcomer uh a a young actress named Kristen Dunst.
1: Kirsten, I think. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Who is
0: very good in this movie.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, she does an amazing job.
0: Absolutely. So I don't know. How do you want to do this? Do you want me to go through the plot? Do you want to talk about the bits you liked? And I'll well, talk about the bits I liked. Or if I talk about would... the
1: bits I liked, I mean, that's most of the movie. Right. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. Carol liked this one a lot. Yeah. You're a big vampire fan.
1: I love vampires and I love Brad Pitt. So you're making vampires and Brad Pitt in the same thing. And I'm just in my happy place. This
0: this was a very sexual take on vampires.
1: Yes and no. Okay. I mean. Tell me how no. Because, it okay, yeah, they're, like, making out and whatever and kissing, but mm-hmm. there's also, like, the horror with it, too, like, like, the girls will be, like, liking it until they realize what's happening, and then they're, like, fucking screaming, you know? Yeah. Um, And, like, it seems like sometimes it's, like, sexual, and then sometimes it's just terrible.
0: Well, it's like, it's all these women in like low cut shirts and stuff like that. Right. You know, hands. Well,
1: that's just the the style of that time, isn't it?
0: I guess. But I mean, like hands are going everywhere and.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of what they're doing is feeding on prostitutes. So they're, you know, sexual. Yeah.
0: Well, prostitutes, because I guess that no one cares when they die, right? Right. That's nice.
1: Um, well, no, I'm just...
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not saying you believe that. I'm saying that's probably was the attitude, and probably still is the attitude, and, you know, it's... It not, is.
1: It's upsetting. Yeah. But
0: anyway, so the movie begins in New Orleans in, I think, 17... What is it? 1760-something?
1: I, I have no idea.
0: Well, it's the 1700s. It's before the... Uh, before you know, New Orleans or Louisiana became a state of the United States right. before the United States even existed, I believe. Because I don't think it was like 1790 or something. I'm pretty sure it was like 1760 well, or
1: Yeah, because, like I mean, at one point later in the movie, he says we're Americans now or something. Like, right. like that was a change. So.
0: so Brad Pitt plays a guy whose wife and daughter – die
1: well it, it just a baby
0: oh well, yeah well she his, died in
1: childbirth his wife dies in
0: childbirth like i thought he said girl but maybe it was a it was a son i don't know but anyway he lost his family and he was he's depressed and wants to die so you know he's going around he's betting a bunch of money but he's still winning. Like, he wants to lose his fortune, and, like, he can't lose it at cards or anything. (laughs) And then, like, someone's like, you're a cheater, and flips the table, and he's like, he rips open his shirt, and he's like, yeah, do it, come on. He's like, you lack the courage of your conviction, sir. Shoot me, you know? And he won't. So, he like, he can't get anyone to kill him, and he can't lose (laughs) his money. But he's, he's done with life. So, in walks Thomas Cruise, who... It plays a character named Lestat. hmm Yep. And he, uh, Brad Pitt's character's name is Louis. So uh, Tom Cruise bites him on the neck and lifts him up into the air and says, basically he says, hey, you know, I know you want to die. So, you know, have you had enough of death now? Do you want to continue to die? Or, you know, I can, you can be with me forever or whatever.
1: Well, he didn't really explain it like that. He just asked if he tasted death enough. Yeah. And he said enough. Yeah, so. So he didn't know what he was agreeing to.
0: Well, then he, like, he slits open his wrist and he's like, hey, drink this. And, (laughs) And Brad Pitt drinks from the blood and becomes a vampire. That's, so he turns him into a vampire. And Lestat's like, hey, now we can be bros.
1: Now we can <laughs> hang out. It's kind of cool, though. Like, this is one of the scenes that I like is, like, when he he has first become a vampire and, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, like, seeing everything for the first time with vampire eyes and, like, just the, the artistry of, you know, looking around and seeing things more cr- clean and crisp and, like, the mm-hmm. statue actually, like, moves and blinks and stuff. It right. was cool. Yeah.
0: Your vampire eyes. <laughs> Um, so, Louie doesn't want to kill anything. He doesn't want to kill people. Uh, he doesn't want to do that, but he has the, 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 the thirst. Yeah. Of a vampire. So, uh, Tom Cruise tells him, the stat tells him that he can live off of animals. So he does, he like, like rings out a, a rat like it's a sponge. Ugh. Basically. And drinks its blood. And you know he so he can live on animals and but it's as Tom Cruise says that ah, it's not really living you know it's surviving it's existing, yeah yeah but it's not really living and but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to feed on on people he just want to kill them
1: although he does there are several scenes of him doing so
0: well there are scenes of him trying to do so because like they go so they go to an aristocrat and, a house and basically. Brad Pitt. So I guess I should explain. The very beginning of this movie is Christian Slater who says, hey, I saw you looking at me and stuff like that or whatever. And uh, Brad or Brad Pitt's like, yeah, you wanted to do a story on me. He This is a, a, a foreshadowing, actually, hmm. because Brad Pitt says, he basically says, I know what you were thinking and all this stuff. Right? You wanted to do a story on me and everything like that, which we later find out he can't do. Well, Stat can do that. But he can't.
2: Hmm?
0: He says, so they go to this aristocrat party, and he's talking, Tom Cruise talking about how what a terrible person this aristocrat woman is, uh-huh. and how she was married to this guy, and now he's dead, and she's looking for another person to be with, and, like, she just married him for the money, and she's, like, a terrible person and everything. And he's like, how do you know all this stuff? And he's like, read her mind. And he tries... But he can't. Yeah. And Lestat says, well, you never know what what the dark gift is going to give or whatever.
1: So, yeah, I guess we don't know what his power is. But, but, so what are you saying? Do you think that he was in communication with Lestat?
0: Of course. We definitely find that out. We do? Oh, you didn't understand that. Okay, I'll explain it later. So, but yeah, so the beginning of the movie... You know, Brad Pitt says to Christian Slater, like, he's like, you wanted to do this story on me, all this stuff, like, it, whatever. And it's like, but he can't read his mind, but Lestat can. So, that, we get clued in at some point that Lestat was with
1: him. Huh, okay. Anyway, so. Learn something new every day.
0: So, he goes to, they, they lure this, this woman out, and uh, Tom Cruise gets this one guy. And um, he, uh, you know, he starts biting his neck, and the aristocrat's got two dogs, <laughs> so he tries to to bite her neck, but he can't. So then he grabs the dog and <laughs> starts drinking from the poodle's blood. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, murderer, murderer!" And Tom Cruise runs up and snaps her neck, kills her. <laughs> It's like, hey, you could have just found out, you know, you moron.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's... He's not very good at being a vampire.
0: No. So eventually, they leave his his estate and
1: everything to go to New Orleans. No, no. They don't just leave it; they burn it the fuck down.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, Brad Pitt says, "Hey, you know, your master is a fucking monster." Basically, yeah. You're all free. He's got a bunch of slaves, and he says to him, "You're all free now."
1: We well, yeah, and, the, you know, they were coming to get him anyway. <laughs> like, if he hadn't oh, yeah. done that, like, because they figured out that he was a monster.
0: Yeah, but they, they couldn't get him.
1: You don't think they couldn't? They, I mean, if, if they had burned it down and kept him in there, he would have died.
0: I don't know. We, we see that that doesn't seem to be the case.
1: Yeah, well, I'm assuming that uh, they escaped.
0: But anyway, so... Uh, what happens next? So they go to New Orleans and there's the plague is going on. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know what plague because it can't be the bubonic plague. Right. Because that didn't come to the United States until 1900s, And it's mostly in the West, not even really in New Orleans. So I assume they're talking about cholera or tuberculosis or something like that. But they're like, hey, you can't go over there, right? So, mm-hmm. but he does go there because he's a vampire, so he doesn't care. Um, and I'm thinking that he's thinking, "Hey, I'll grab somebody who's like dead anyway, or like close to dead. Right. You can't drink from dead blood, as we 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 learned, we that, learned yeah. that. But, but he's like, I'll I'll you know find somebody that's close to death, and then I can I can drink them guilt free. It's a guilt free meal. <laughs> so. He goes there, and he finds a uh, little Kirsten Dunst, mm-hmm. whose name is Chloe, I think, something like that.
1: Mm, not Chloe. Claudia. Uh,
0: Claudia. Uh, and she's like, hey, Mom, wake up, Mom. And Mom is very dead.
1: Oh, God, yeah. And- This is a disturbing scene.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's like, so she's, you know, she's like, oh, Dad left. I think Dad died. Yeah. And she's like, I, you know, I don't know what to do, all this stuff. And she goes, she hugs him and, and Brad Pitt's hugging her back. And then he's about to, uh, to bite her on the neck there. He actually starts. Yeah, he bit her. Yeah, he bites her. He drinks her blood and she's all, ah. You
1: yeah, know? see, that was, that was definitely like uh, painful, not sexual.
0: Well, yeah, but she's a kid.
1: Yeah, but it's like, why is it like sexual and then sometimes not sexual?
0: Well, I think sometimes they make it sexual. The vampires. I think it's up to the vampire. Hmm. Don't okay. you?
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: And so, anyway, so she, like, leaves because he's all, like, freaked out that he did this. Right.
1: Well, and, and Lestat catches him.
0: Yeah. Lestat's like, hey, uh, you finally did it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and he, he picks up the very obvious rag doll mom.
1: Oh. I mean, that's,
0: like, I, I get what they're doing there, but. They could have used maybe a little bit better of a special effect, like maybe a better dummy. Because that was very obviously a dummy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm glad it was disturbing enough, even though it didn't look very real.
0: He's like, oh, the old girl's still got life in her. Ha, la, 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 ha, ha, ha.
1: Yeah, he's a freak.
0: Yeah. Well, Tom Cruise is a freak in real life anyway. But, <laughs> um, so. Like, he runs away. The dude, Brad Pitt, runs away. And then. Tom Cruise comes to him and says, hey, guess what? Here's your little girl. She ain't dead. That turned into a vampire. Yeah. And he says, you know, you were going to leave me, but we are in a gay relationship. <laughs> it
1: really does seem that way, doesn't it?
0: And now I've had a child. So like every bad relationship, you've got to stay, <laughs> which works. Yep. So he, and he talks about how like she loves him and everything like Lestat tries to teach her, tries to dote on her, but she reserves all her love for Brad Pitt. Yeah. Kind of like you. <laughs> and he, she climbs into his coffin and all this stuff and everything, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're father and daughter.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So then they, she is like, I'm just going to fucking kill anything.
1: Yeah, she is, like, cold-hearted. Yeah,
0: she's she will eat anyone and feed from anyone. There's a scene where she's, like, she's going, she's like, oh, I want this doll. And he's like, the doll maker's like, ooh, it's a very expensive doll. I don't think you can afford it. And then she just walks towards him. And then we just hard cut to her walking with a doll in her hands. Smiling. It's a, it's a pretty funny transition, yeah. actually. But uh, this guy's teaching her how to play piano. And then he ends up dead because he, like, smacked her hand or something yeah. like that. And then someone's uh fixing her dress, and she, like, she eats her.
1: Yeah, she accidentally pricked her finger. Right. That, that was enough.
0: Yeah, she is, like, insatiable.
1: Yeah. I mean, even when, like, she was first made and she first drank, then she was like, I want more. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Which I wonder if, I wonder if that's the case. like... You would think turning a kid into a vampire would be a bad idea. Yeah. Because it's like giving a child superpowers. (laughs) You know? Like, Superman, as a man, that's fine. But give a five-year-old Superman's powers? You're in for some some trouble.
1: Right? For sure.
0: One tantrum, and, you know, they could destroy half the world.
1: Well, I mean, we see what happens when she has a tantrum. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, she... Finally realizes as 30 years pass mm-hmm. that she's not growing up.
0: Yep. She's never going to get to be an adult.
1: And she wants to look like this woman that she sees. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finally gets angry at them, at these vampires who. Yeah, you did, did this to yeah. me. Which one of you did it? She wants to know. And she cuts her hair.
0: Mm-hmm. And it grows back.
1: Yeah. Oh, I felt so bad for her. Like, it just it makes you sick to your stomach.
0: Yeah. So she she brings these two boys for Lestat who, uh, you know, they're laying there and she's like, hey, you know, you need to feed. You should eat these two boys
1: as a as a makeup gift, she said. Right. Know. So he
0: does. And he's like, <gasps> you know, like you can see something's wrong. And she's like, oh, oh, you don't like them? Well, they've been poisoned with arsenic and laudanum and they're dead. You can't drink dead blood. And she's like, oh, no. And he like, you know, he starts to like turn color or whatever. And then yeah. she's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to slash your fucking throat, buddy. And <laughs> so she slashes his throat and all this blood like pours out of him. And he's, he's not doing well. So <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> so they take him and they throw him into the Mississippi swamp and then they leave.
1: No, 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 no. He got fire first. Did he? Yeah. Huh? Didn't he?
0: No. That's later. That's
1: later. Okay, never mind.
0: So they throw him in the Mississippi swamp and then they leave. Then I'm trying to remember what happens next. Does he like show back up immediately? Hmm. Because I don't remember. What do they do in the interim? Because that's not when they go to Europe, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. Right? Or maybe they do burn him. I don't. Maybe that's is when they burn him. I I thought that the, they. No, because what happens is, is, like, they throw him in the swamp, and they do whatever, and then they come back, and he's playing the fucking piano. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hey, I got, uh, I lived on fucking snakes and shit and all this stuff. Yeah, I think
1: that was pretty immediate.
0: All this putrescence, and I was able to come back. And then they set him on fire, (laughs) and they set the fire to the house, and then they get on this boat- uh, and then they leave. to Europe and then they go to Europe. Yeah. So they they think he's dead and then they go to Europe and they go to France and they meet some vampires in France.
1: Yeah, which Louis has been looking everywhere and he's always like it's kind of a theme to the whole, through the movie that he wants answers, he wants to know what's the point and yeah. You know, and and it's frustrating because like Lestat doesn't have the answers.
0: No, Lestat's like Lestat is very much like a party boy. Yeah. Stats like, I just want to fucking live it up.
1: So, Louis is very excited to find other vampires and, and hopeful that he's going to get to learn from somebody. And
0: Yeah, and he meets Antonio Banderas, who plays Armand.
1: Now, I, I get the a very strong uh, gay relationship happening there, too.
0: <laughs> well, I think the whole thing is a gay relationship, yeah.
1: I really wonder if they are having sex.
0: The vampires?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Well.
0: I wonder if Tom Cruise is gay in real life.
1: Maybe. So. Um,
0: that that was just a question. You can't sue us. I just <laughs> asked a question. That I wondered. I'm not stating that I know anything because I don't.
1: Right. How could you?
0: I don't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna imply that I do because that will seriously open us up to lawsuits. Okay. Not even for a joke.
1: Anyways, um apparently though it is against the rules to make a vampire as young as Claudia.
0: Is that what it is? I thought they were yeah. p- I thought they were pissed off that that they killed the vampire.
1: No, um no, it's against the rules to make one that young they said. Oh, okay. So, he Louis is going to leave Claudia. Mm-hmm. and join this vampire group they have like they, they it looks like they do like theater
0: yes they do they, so they do theater and they 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 bring this woman up on stage who's clearly not an actress and she's like hey help me and stuff and then they strip her bare and like he's talking to her about like the nature of death and everything and then uh the dude comes out and he like spengalis her and then ends up biting her, and then all the vampires, like, fucking um, descend upon her. And everyone thinks it's part of the show, and they all clap, and, oh, it's all, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And Louis's like, monsters; Man, they're fucking monsters.
1: It reminds me of, like, you know, like, vermin, like. Yes. Descending on a piece of food on the ground. Correct. Ugh.
0: So, yeah, I guess so. He's going to leave them, and then, or leave Claudia, and go with Armand, because he wants the answers. Um, and then this is, like, the worst part of the movie. Yes. This, so, like, she says to to Brad Pitt, she's like, hey, see this woman here? Uh, you know, turn her into a vampire. Make her my mom. Because, you know, I had a mom once. She's fucking dead now. You took me away from her, and now you're going to leave. So I need somebody. Make her for me.
1: Yeah, because you made me so that I can't take care of myself.
0: Right. So, you know, he does. He he bites her and everything makes her into a vampire.
1: Which he he, does not want to do.
0: No, but he's like, hey, you know, we're even now. And she's like, yeah, we're finally even. Then she goes to kiss him on the lips. Well, remember. that?
1: Yeah, but remember she's like, you know, 30 years older than she looks.
0: Yeah, but not in real life. (laughs) It's messed up. But it is very quick. So then they storm in the, the other vampires, and they're like, hey, guess what? Grab you. So they grab all of them. Uh, they put Brad Pitt in a coffin that they have, like, like locks on. They lock him in there, and they uh, stone him up into a wall. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we're just going to leave you here for a thousand years or whatever. I mean, that's that's worse than death.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: You'd go nuts. Just for be being there, like, just locked in there?
1: Yeah, that was bad.
0: Do you think he'd be able to find his way out after a thousand years? Like, do you think, given a thousand years, that he'd be able to eventually, like, kick it enough to get it open or figure a way to squirrel himself out of there?
1: Well, yeah, it was just a wooden coffin with locks on it.
0: But anyway, so and they, grab, they grab Kirsten Dunst and her newly made vampire mom. And they put them into uh, an oculus, uh, this little dome with an opening in it, with a grate over it, and they leave them there until until sunlight, so that sunlight m- murders them.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. Like when um, Armand, yeah, saves Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. and he runs into the room and sees that this woman was like shielding Claudia.
0: Yeah, it's really the whole thing is very sad. It's like, I mean, I just I feel so bad because it's like you like yeah you know, I liked her in the movie yeah even though she was a little monster like <laughs> she's there's something very charming and that's why that's why I think I think she might deserve an Oscar for this because she does an amazing job especially yes. there's a lot to this part. And she gets all of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's very charming and it makes her death very sad. You could easily make it to where it's like, oh, well, I don't give a fuck because (laughs) she's just like a little monster. But she really makes you like her. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a very sad scene. This was the part that disturbs me the most.
1: And well and I feel bad for the mom too because, yeah. you know, she had just lost a daughter and that's why she wanted to do this and then she had to Oh yeah that's lose right. her again. I mean Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh Armand's like, you know, hey you know, like I didn't know they were gonna do this and But it's like fifth, you fucking did. You knew they were gonna do this. And he's like, you know, hey, we can you know we I can show you things I can teach you stuff and I can teach you how not to be miserable and all this stuff and everything He's like, you know if that's all you have to teach me, I, I don't fucking need to learn it right basically He's like, I don't need you so uh, you yeah because he
1: wants to teach him how to live without regret I yeah. think he said and he's like that's the only thing that he has left
0: yeah and I think what he means is that's all he has left of his humanity yeah so he gets like a scythe. And goes to the place where the this, what do they call it? It's not coven. This, like I don't know, hive, right? <laughs> nest. Nest. Of vampires yeah. lives, and he he spreads wine all over the place. He like drops a torch, lights it on fire. They start waking up because they're like, oh fuck, we're on fire. And then he just starts lopping heads off. Yep. Just cutting heads off. It was this was. A very cathartic it and, was. like, uh, <laughs> you know, good part of the movie. It's like, fuck you people. You are fucking done. So, yeah, he murders all the the vampires there, including Armand, and, uh, you know, says, fuck you guys.
1: Including Armand? I thought he let him live.
0: Did he let him live? I don't remember. I think so. Oh, yeah, he did let him live. Because he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to kill you I'm gonna let you live. Uh, you're going to live with the fact that, you know, you got all your... Vampires murdered or whatever. Um, So then he goes back to New Orleans again. And, you know, he's hanging out in the town. He smells death. Yeah. And so he senses that there's somebody there. He walks into the old house. And, hey, Lestat's there. But he's weak. He's very weak. He can't move very well. And he says, hey, you know, oh, help me if you just brought me, like, you know, a couple or whatever, I'd be the old Lestat again in no time, right? This is the thing. That it cuts to where Christians, Christian Slater's like, that's the end of the story. That can't be the end of the story, you know, and all this stuff and everything. They made a deal. That's the part that we don't see in the movie, is Brad Pitt said to Lestat, okay, I will help you. Like, this is this is all he's got left. He needs a companion, someone to run with, and Lestat's all that's left, basically. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you know, I'll take you out, and that's what he did. He put it, you know, like, uh, Lestat was the one that told him what the guy wanted. They they made this plan. will go up and, you know, redo him or whatever you get in the back of his car. Then you can bite him. And that's what happens at the end of the movie. Christian Slater, you know, he gets into his car. He drives away real fast, and then Lestat comes from behind, bites him, drinks him, and starts, to, you can see, starts to become more stronger, You know, and everything, and he's driving, and he says to Christian Slater, he's like, hey, I'm gonna give you a choice that I I never got, you know, but it's, it's the thing, like, Which he gave,
1: which he said to Louis. Yeah, he's like,
0: I'll make you a vampire, too, basically, Um, because Lestat don't give a fuck. Lestat's like, I'll make everyone a vampire. Right. Um, So, it's implied heavily... That Christian Slater is going to become a vampire because he talked about wanting to be a vampire. Yeah,
1: that's what pissed um, that's what pissed Louis off. He's like, "You haven't been listening. You don't understand."
0: I think what the deal was in in my mind, what the deal was, is that Brad Pitt tells the story. Brad Pitt says to to Tom Cruise, "Okay, I will do this for you, but they have to know what they're getting into." So I'm gonna tell my story, <laughs> and if he still wants to do it, then you can have him. And I think that's why he was pissed, because he was like, "Fuck! How can you want to do that? I just, I just told you how horrible this is. How can you want to do it?" But right. Christian, but Christian Slater still does want to do it, so he's like, "Fine, fucking, let's stack it, you then," is what he's thinking. Yeah. So that that's the that's the deal that they come to.
1: Wow. See, I always thought that, like, when he walked in and saw him in the graveyard and they had their little conversation, Mm. that he was just sad to see him like that and, like, left him there. Like, I didn't think that anything more happened with them.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why he's with them in San Francisco. And that's why he could tell what the guy wanted, because he was there. That's, like, a little foreshadowing, a little clue. Wow.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for explaining that to me.
0: Yeah, no problem. But i I liked this movie a lot. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I I, uh, I really enjoyed it. So highly recommend from me.
1: Same here. Definitely going to be in in my top top ten list for sure.
0: But we will end this episode as we end every episode with our blockbuster pick of the week. Carol, this week, uh, I guess, I don't know if I can recommend it <laughs> or not, but if you're a fan of Eddie Murphy, the, uh, the Beverly Hills Cop 3 is is out on video.
1: Yeah, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop was amazing. Yep. Beverly Hills Cop 2 was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Beverly Hills Cop 3? Not so much.
0: We talked about this in an episode that, that uh, went missing because... I mean, some stuff I don't even really want to talk about happened, <laughs> and some sort of portal. I I mean, it was pretty scary. I don't understand it. I don't even want to talk about it. But it was taken away from us, so yeah, we never got to air it. But not a great movie. Uh, so you know, I don't know. It,
1: if you really love Beverly Hills Cop movies, then you should watch it. Otherwise, if you leave want to be
0: alone. a Beverly Hills Cop
1: completist, right. Go rent if us. You, if you must know how it ends. All right, Carol, take us home. All right, so you know what to do. Come by our lockers and tell people about us and give us the money and the notes and the love and keep listening.
0: All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.